0: Hello. Hello. I'm Lisa Marie and welcome to the macro coach pro podcast. Over the last seven years, I've scaled my macro coaching business to transform hundreds of women's lives with a balanced lifestyle approach to health and fitness. And now I'm helping online coaches like you do the same. I'll be sharing my secrets and industry leading strategies with you. Whether you're on a personal fitness journey or looking to get epic results for your clients, the Macro Coach Pro Podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this too. I hope you are having a freaking awesome day and super excited to go over the top five questions my clients ask and how I answer them because it's... I feel like there are certain frequently asked questions. And while I try to create really in-depth episodes to actually a lot of those frequently asked questions, like how do I balance, how do I navigate vacation, all those things, I thought I would create an episode just on kind of the top five that I think we can just like rapid fire hit out today. um, So you can get a little glimpse into how I might coach you if you became a potential client or just some questions that you probably ask, even if you're not a client. So diving right in to the first one. Very first question is what to do after I overeat or I binge. And this is a great question because it shows that whoever asks it, maybe you've asked it or you've heard other people ask it, they, they want to know how to get better at it. Okay. And so overeating or, you know, maybe you struggle with binge eating, but overeating in general is a common thing, right? It's going to happen to the best of us. Um, it's happened to me sometimes, it's probably happened to you, and the best thing that I can tell you to do um, once after you overeat is to get right back on track. So I actually made a video about this uh, the other day, but the one of the best things you can do to kind of get right back on track is to literally get up from wherever you are go into a different room or an environment or get outside just change your environment so you're not in the same area that you overate or binged in, and take a sip of water okay easy right you can do this from pretty much anywhere um it can be done very quickly and what, what I like about getting out of the environment is you're just kind of out of that space, right? Out of that bad vibe. We, we don't want to be there anymore. Maybe it's getting you out of, like, the kitchen or away from the food or whatever. And it's just kind of like a fresh start, right? Fresh scenery, if you will. Um, and then we drink that sip of water because that is the very first thing as a signal to your body of, like, okay, I'm back on track. Hitting my protocols. Most of my clients have, you know, a water goal as part of their daily protocol. And it's kind of that signal of like, okay, we're back on track, right? The last thing I put in, in my body was water. I'm staying hydrated, back on track. It's kind of that signal. Now, kind of a sub question to this question is like, how do I make up for it, right? Do we need to cut calories today. Do we need to do anything to remedy it? Like, how do I get back on track with that? Like, what's the plan? My answer to that is there is no plan. Just keep doing what you are doing. If it's the next day, hit your macros as you normally would. If it's in the middle of the day and you overeat, have a dinner that you would normally have on when you are hitting your macros and like track it. Um, Because what we don't want to do is create more inconsistency, right? If we're, you know, trying to make up for calories or we go out and try and do extra cardio or we restrict our dinner because we overate on lunch or we, you know, try and like starve ourselves the next day to make up for it, that literally just creates more inconsistency. So just get right back on track to stay consistent and do what you do and let that one instance or that one day or that, that one circumstance of overeating just be that one instance where we didn't follow the plan. And the rest of the day, the rest of the week, everything else is consistent. Second question that I get frequently is what matters more, training or nutrition? And this is dependent on your goals. So if you are literally just wanting to lose weight and become a smaller version of yourself, nutrition matters more, in my opinion, because we cannot outwork a bad diet. You can be training all day. You can have the perfect workout plan. You can be so consistent with your workouts. But if you are not eating in a calorie deficit, you will not lose weight. And a calorie deficit comes from nutrition. So I will actually not take on training-only clients. Um, If they have weight loss goals, they have to be doing nutrition with me because nutrition is just more important for for weight loss, okay? For fat loss, because remember, weight loss and fat loss are different. We can lose weight, and that weight could be muscle, and that weight could be fat, and that weight could be water. You can literally lose weight getting a haircut. Because you have less hair on your head and that weighs something. Okay. But if we are wanting to really lose fat and gain muscle or change our body composition and have our clothes fit differently and have us feel more toned and tight and not feel as, you know, as, you know, people use the word like fluffy or puffy or whatever, both go hand in hand. It's, it's not that one is more important than the other. It's that they each have their own roles to play. And depending on your goals, you may want to focus on both of them equally. Or again, if you don't really care about losing weight and you just want to get strong, you're gonna put a better emphasis on training. Like obviously nutrition matters, but training's gonna be more important because you can't build muscle just eating, right? You need to build muscle training. So training would therefore be more important. Now, if you wanted to make sure we are losing fat and not muscle, we need to make sure we're eating enough protein to support our muscle and give our body those amino acids. But then we also need to be training to put the stimulus on our body to preserve the muscle mass that we have, because if we're in a calorie deficit trying to lose weight, we want to make sure that that weight is fat and not necessarily muscle. So two go hand in hand. But if I had to pick one (laughs) and if I had to work with someone on one that had any sort of goal, I would pick nutrition just because it is so important. So... Nutrition is more important for fat loss. And I would say training is just as important, but can be not as the main focal point if we don't have like physique-based goals and we literally just want to be like a smaller version of ourselves. Third question I get frequently is, what do I do when things are out of my control and I can't X. Like, I can't track macros, or I can't get to the gym, or I can't get my steps in, like, and things are just out out of my control. Because I felt like this happens to me a lot, too. Um, and, you know, maybe you have similar feelings of just, like, you know, everything's happening to me, and all these things are, you know, going on that are out of my control, and I'm just, like, you know, kind of in the middle of all of it. And I don't have any control over the situation. So what I like to say to my clients is try to control your controllables. Okay. So what this means is like, what can we control? And let's focus on that versus what we can't control, because I guarantee you, even if your day is out of your control, your boss calls you in for a meeting, your kid gets sick, your dog has to go to the vet. Um, for me, sometimes like the gym is super crowded and I I can't control what order I do my exercises in. Or, you know, my mom brings over a dish and I feel obligated to eat it, whatever it is. I, I've heard all, all of these things, right? And Granted, these things are out of our control. We we cannot control some things in our life. But I want you to control your controllables. So, yes, maybe we can't control everything in the day. But what if we could control like one or two things? Or at least our morning routine. Or part of our meal or part of our workout, right? That's going to feel a lot better than focusing on everything we can't control. So what of your day can you control? And let's really make sure we control that, right? If the gym is crowded and you can't do the exercises in order, fine. The exercises that you do, you can control how heavy you're lifting. You can control how much mind to muscle connection you have. You can control how hard you work at those exercises, right? Let's say you get to the grocery store and or you can't get to the grocery store that day and you um, don't have any protein in your fridge, right? And you can't control, you know, what you're having for dinner. There's just like no other option and you're stuck with like what's in your freezer. Maybe it's not as macro friendly, maybe whatever okay, that's fine. We can't control the situation, right? Maybe your car broke down. Maybe your your kid got sick and we just didn't make it to the store. Again, let's not focus on all of that. But what can we control? We can control literally what we put in our mouth and how much we eat of it. So yeah, maybe you get to a social event and there's pizza, pasta, brownies, cake, and beer. And you're like, well, there's no vegetables here. This is out of my control. I I have to eat all this junk food. Okay, well, what can we control? Do you have to have all those things? Do you have to eat? Maybe you kind of do or else that would be rude. Okay, well, can we at least control how much pizza you have? How many beers you consume? How many brownies you partake in? Okay, so control your controllables. Because I a lot of the time it feels like things are out of our control and that can allude to like the whole day feeling out of out of control, but a lot of the times it's certain scenarios that are out of our control, but the actual things in those scenarios or more parts of our day are more in control than you think. So, control your controllables. Fourth question, I get a lot is how do I get better at things I struggle with changing? Okay, because it's it's hard to create new habits. It's hard to create lifestyle changes. It's hard to to do hard things, right? Whether it's waking up earlier or getting your steps in or eating fruits and vegetables, whatever it is, it can feel really hard to like do all those things because we've never done it before, right? And we have to build a little bit of stamina and momentum with it. And what I learned from being a teacher and a fitness coach is a lot of the times what people struggle with in doing the things is not actually like the doing of the things, it's initiating the task. So a lot of part of my master's degree and my teaching philosophy and now what I do with my clients is working on task initiation, because that's the hardest part. Because once you're at the gym, like doing the workout is fine. It's just like the idea of having to go to the gym, you have to get in the car, you have to drive there, like that can feel overwhelming. But once you're there, it's like might as well just, you know, I I can do it, It's, it's actually not that bad, right? So how do we kind of run like run into scenarios that we can actually initiate the task better, and there's kind of two things I say with this. One is be accepting that, like, it's okay to, like, not want to go to the gym or not want to get up early or not want to get your steps in. Like, that's fine. We're not going to be motivated all the time. We're not going to be, like, jumping for joy for every workout, And just accept and like appreciate, like that's okay, right? And motivation to do things is not a permission slip to do them. But how can we initiate the task? First thing, first kind of strategy is really make it as easy as possible to do. So maybe the idea of an hour-long workout is just not going to cut it for you. Okay, well... Can we go to the gym for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes? Does that sound more doable? Yeah. Maybe it's really overwhelming to like get, you know, your eight K steps in for the day. Cool. Well, where can we fit in at least a 10 minute walk? Or maybe you are struggling with getting up early and that's fine, right? Maybe you want to hit the snooze button. Cool. Can we at least snooze for less time than normal, right? I think snooze buttons are set to like seven minutes. Um, We change them down to like three, okay? Again, baby steps. Because the, the, the task initiation part of it is the hardest because the task feels overwhelming or the task feels like too much. So when we break it down and say, okay... I can go to the gym for 20 minutes. That really doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Or I can add in some frozen peas to my my vegetables this week. That's, That's less overwhelming than trying to like come up with this like creative salad or something with all these different ingredients that I don't have time to prep, right? So that's kind of strategy number one. Strategy number two is if The actual task is feeling overwhelming. It's feeling a little kind of, you know, big and you feel like there's just so much to do. Let's break it down. So ask yourself, okay, what is the smallest thing I can do to get me towards that goal? So for example, let's say you have a hard time getting up early in the morning, okay? What is one step I can do to get up early in the morning. Okay. Well, I can at least not snooze my alarm clock and I can at least like sit up in my bed right now. Maybe I'm not like sprinting out of bed and I'm like heading out to the gym. I'm just going to sit up and like get out from under these comfy covers, right? That's hard, but that's the next step that needs to happen. Then you're up, right? You sit up in your bed, you're out of your covers. What's the next thing that we can do? right? We're not going to go to the gym right now. Let's just continue to try and get out of bed. So what's the next step? Okay. Well, I can at least, I mean, for me, I'm like, I can at least put my contacts in. Like, I can't see shit. Like, let me just like get my eyes in and wake up a little bit. Okay. And so for you, that might be going to the bathroom. That might be looking at your phone. That might be, you know, petting your dog or whatever it is. Okay. And then, you know, let's say you're up and you do that next thing. Ask yourself, okay, what's the next step I can do? Okay. Well, maybe I can put on my gym clothes. At least the gym clothes will be on. And like that feels okay. I can at least do that. And I'll pick out something cute and like it'll be fine. Okay. And then you literally do this step by step, by step, again and again and again until you've made it to the end, literally until you've made it into the gym (laughs) or you've made it into the grocery store or whatever it is. And this really does help because again, it's that task initiation, which is hard, but when we look at it of, okay, what's the next step I can do? That feels so much more doable. Or if you don't wanna do that, trying the first strategy of saying, okay, maybe the idea of going to the gym for an hour, just doesn't feel realistic. I don't want to do that. I don't want to work out for an hour. Cool. Let's not. Can you go to the gym for 10, 20 minutes? Yeah, that feels way more doable. Okay. So that's, that's the fourth question. And that, that can really help a lot. Um, so try that next time and let me know if it helps. Fifth question I get all the time is how do I get more protein in? And this is my favorite question because it's actually quite simple. A lot of the times people feel like, okay, I need to get more protein in, right? I need to buy these protein supplements. I need to find protein bars. I need to find all these different sources of protein. And something I do for my clients is I go through their MyFitnessPal diaries and I look at what they're currently eating. And some of my clients are still at the point, which is totally fine, of where I go through their MyFitnessPal diaries each check-in, and I kind of show them how they could get more protein in or how they can get more fiber in, right? I'm literally like screen sharing, pulling it up and saying, okay, all right, Jenny, you know, we, you know, you had three meals this day. One of them, you know, was a bag of chips. Maybe we add in some, you know, like deli meat to that or something, right? And just get some more protein in, whatever it is. That was a bad example, but, um, People think they need to just add in all this stuff. And what I have found is it's not really how do I add in more protein? It's how can I tweak what I'm already eating to up my protein goal? How can I adjust the portion sizes to increase the amount of protein? Because a lot of the time, that's really all we need. We don't need to add in all this different stuff and be eating six, seven meals a day and and stressing about it. It's literally saying, okay, for lunch, you had three ounces of chicken. Let's bump that baby up to like four and a half ounces. That's more protein right there same with in the morning. Cute. You had an egg. Awesome. Let's have like two eggs and then maybe like mix in two egg whites with that. Or, okay, cool. You had, you know, some yogurt. Love that for you. Yo play. that's great. But can we maybe have some like Greek yogurt with that? That's like higher in protein or put a scoop of protein powder in there and mix it up, right? So, If you're wondering how to get more protein in, look at your current protein sources. Make sure each of your meat sources are at least four ounces to start and then titrate up or down based on if you're over your protein goal or under your protein goal. Then look at what you're currently eating and how can you adjust those portion sizes. So maybe you're having one egg, let's do two eggs. Maybe you're having regular yogurt, let's do Greek yogurt. Maybe you, um you know, have your normal is like two slices of deli meat on a sandwich. Cool. Let's up that to four. Because a cool thing with tracking macros is you understand portion sizes. And a lot of the times when people track, they track and they're like, whoa, that had a lot of carbs in it. That had a lot of fat in it. I need to monitor what I eat. And a lot of what we do in the program is, you know, portion control. So we're not having so much. But also part of the program is reintroducing you to like what adequate protein intake actually looks like. So yeah, maybe your norm is like, you know, two ounces of chicken and in in your taco or in your pasta or whatever. Great, love that for you. But a more adequate appropriate amount for a full grown human is probably closer to like four or five ounces per serving. So that's kind of the first thing I'll have is how do I get more protein in? Well, let's increase your portion sizes and see how that works out. If you're still under on protein, then I say, okay, can we add in a snack? Can we add in, you know, something to the meal that will increase the protein intake? So kind of what I mentioned earlier, great, you're already having two eggs. Cool. Can we add in two egg whites? Or maybe you're having yogurt, but maybe can we add a scoop of protein into that yogurt? To increase the the protein size, or maybe you need to build in a snack, right? And maybe you do need to just add in a quick protein bar, or maybe you add in, you know, uh, some string cheese or cottage cheese or some deli slices or turkey jerky, and you know, you just kind of have those higher protein snacks. A great way I like to think about it is. Look at how many meals that you have per day. Most people have four. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. If you're not eating three times a day, you're probably not eating enough. So at least get to three because you might just be like an under eater. And if we're only eating like one or two times a day, the amount of protein you're going to need to eat in that, in those one or two meals, is going to be a lot. So, you know, find a meal cadence that works for you. But I would say for most, individuals who feed themselves adequately, we need to be eating several times throughout the day, at least three. But then sometimes a the snack is, is nice too, right? So take your number of meals. So let's say it's four and you are going to divide that by the amount of protein goal that you have. So let's say your protein goal is just 100 grams. We'll say that for just easy calculation. You're going to do 100 grams and you're going to divide that by four because you have four meals. So then that tells you, okay, 100, you know, divided by four is 25. So I should aim, I should build my meal and only stop building my meal until I've hit 25 grams of protein. So yeah, maybe you're, you're there pre-logging your food because that, that's what we do to, to hit our protein, right? How do I get more protein in pre-log your food so we can guarantee we hit your protein goal. So you're pre-logging your food and you, you know, you pre-log two eggs. Great. We have, you know, 10 to 12 grams of protein. Okay, let's not stop building our meal until that protein goal says 25. So that way we're not ending the day with like 50 to 75 grams when you could have easily added in 10 more grams of protein by just adding in, you know, a half a cup of egg whites. And then maybe, you know, you add in the egg whites and that's, you know, closer to, let's say 20 grams of protein. Okay, we need five more grams. Great. Let's log your piece of bread. Bread normally has about three to five grams of protein in it. And so you see, you just keep building the meal until you until you hit that protein threshold. And then the protein feels really sustainable to hit throughout the day because you're getting it throughout the day, which is better anyway. So we're kind of giving our body, you know, those essential amino acids, like, you know, throughout the day. Um, and then we're not ending the night out of carbs, out of fat and um, trying to get all this protein in. So those are my big three tips for protein. Divide the number of meals you have by your protein goal and build your meal until you've hit that number. Think of how you can just adjust your portion sizes of what you're already eating before you start trying to add in all this stuff. And then if you do still have to add in stuff, how can you add to the meals that you're already having? So we're not like creating more and more meals. We're just trying to add additional protein sources to those. And a great way to do that is, you know, adding some egg whites to your oatmeal and they just cook right in and you hardly even taste them or adding a scoop of protein into your Greek yogurt or, you know, adding some nuts or beans into a salad or, um, you know, adding a piece of cheese onto, you know, something because that's going to give you protein. So little things like that. So I hope this was helpful. These these were the top the top questions. So if you asked yourself any of these questions or have been dying to ask me any of these questions, you now have have some answers to them and hopefully some strategies that will help you with overeating with figuring out what's more important for you, training or nutrition, what to do when things feel out of your control, how to get better at things that you struggle with changing, right? How to overcome that, that lack of task initiation and how to get more protein in. So I think this was a good episode because we covered some, you know, strategic, like, getting more protein in, for example, but we also covered some mindset stuff and then we covered some, you know, big vision goal stuff of, you know, training and nutrition and then you know, troubleshooting, um, when you, when you overeat or binge. So if you have other questions you want me to cover, I may do another one of these of five more questions my clients ask and how I answer, because there are so many common questions and a podcast is a great platform to dive in, answer them all and give you guys all the goods. So thanks for joining. Thanks for supporting the podcast. If you did like it, I would appreciate a review, um, or rating, you know, it, however many stars you think you think it deserves or sending it to a friend so we can continue this conversation and and share share all these tips with more people so i will catch you guys on the next episode have a lovely rest of your day and we will chat soon bye congrats on finishing an episode of the macro coach pro podcast if you learn something new, share and tag me on Instagram. And don't forget to join the Macro Coach community on Facebook. You can click the link in the show notes. Until next time, bye friends.